It's one of my earliest memories. I was two or three. My mom wanted to nap in the middle of the day. On the TV, visions of what I would one day understand to be urban northern England. So gloomy, I thought. And with that, the sound. So much talk these days about how we are in the golden age of television, or the third golden age of television, or the imminent demise of the golden age of television because the model is unsustainable. I don't know what will happen there. Most ages end, and I don't have cable or torrent, so I am a little behind on all these shows anyway. But I started thinking of something recently. I already experienced what might be my favorite golden age of television. And it wasn't about the shows themselves. It was the golden age of TV theme songs. I suppose the theme song as we know it, like the show in whatever genre, sitcom, game show, western, soap opera, doctors, lawyers, was born in the era of radio in the 1930s. And growing up in the 70s, we kids were subjected to all kinds of reruns of shows from the 50s and 60s. And a theme song, I think, is designed to welcome you, hook you, intrigue you, give you a sense of what's to follow. 30 seconds, or even a minute long, almost always scored with a big band. Sometimes just a jaunty, jazzy melody, as with I Love Lucy or The Honeymooners, My Three Sons or Leave It to Beaver, Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie. Or the song might be purposed to set you up, vocalists telling you who and what you're about to see. Gilligan's Island, The Flintstones, The Addams Family, The Brady Bunch, My Mother the Car. No kidding, someone gave that the green light. Every one of these is upbeat, cheerful, possibly brash, but catchy as hell. The brightness tells you, you want escape, and this is the place. Come on in. But first, a word from our sponsors. But here's what I'm getting at. In the 1970s came a trend. The shows, arguably, were becoming more realistic, the jokes and situations edging closer bit by bit to our own experience. Shows like All in the Family and Maud and M.A.S.H. would start to muddy our notion of what a sitcom was supposed to do. And somewhere in there, someone in charge of theme songs took it upon themselves to say, you know, this doesn't have to be upbeat. In 1970, the Mary Tyler Moore Show was groundbreaking in its depiction of a single and happy professional woman, 
and is remembered as one of the greatest comedies of all time. But the theme song is cut through with a melancholy yearning, kind of telling us about our heroine in the lyrics, and ending on an optimistic note, but still relying heavily on mood. The orchestration is lush, the strings and flutes and horns suit the era perfectly. Who can turn the world on with her smile? Who can take a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile? Well, it's you, girl, and you should know it. With each glance and every little movement you show it, love is all. Debuting the year before that, however, was a high school drama called Room 222. Again, it starts off sparsely arranged, an acoustic guitar, the sort of thing appropriate to play on a sunny high school lawn in 1969, maybe. And then the orchestra kicks in. But that melody is kind of haunting. Like Boo Radley whittled a flute for you and played those notes before hiding it in the bough of an oak tree. groundwork was being laid. Theme songs didn't have to get in your face or make you snap your fingers or sing along, and if any show labeled a comedy wanted to fly in the face of what we'd come to expect from the genre, it was M.A.S.H. Debuting in 1972, two decades after the Korean War in which it was set, it was a truly strange hybrid of styles. Witty writing and slapstick humor, grim operating room scenes, and a left-wing anti-Vietnam War ethos set occasionally to the improbable sound of a laugh track. But the theme song, taken from the Robert Altman film version, was called Suicide is Painless, and set up the mood for my Monday nights for the better part of eleven seasons.
Now that was the extreme end of things. Sometimes a comedy was still a comedy. No one dying, no one's plane going down over the Sea of Japan. The Bob Newhart show, coming out the same time as MASH, also had the swinging big band sound. But a third of the way in, the brass and funk give way to a melody on the electric piano that descends and gives way to the blues. Not the music, I mean the sadness. That's a lot to convey in a 60-second opening. Even a knucklehead comedy like Welcome Back, Cotter took the bait. John Sebastian's vocals hint at the disappointment of not fulfilling your dreams and ending up in the same place you swore you'd never see again. Played over images of deeply urban 1975 Brooklyn, no matter how burnished by late afternoon sun, the contrast to those comedies of 10 and 15 and 20 years before is stark. Welcome back, your dreams were your ticket out. Welcome back to that same old place that you laughed about. Well, the names have all changed since you hung around, but those dreams have remained and they've turned around. Who'd have thought they'd lead By 1978, Taxi was on the air and pretty much put it all to rest. This was a very funny show, as urban as they come, and yet there was something downright soothing about hearing the soft jazz of Bob James's band every week. Maybe that was the escape we were looking for after all. In 1981, 
Before Friends and before The Cosby Show, NBC's Thursday night must-see TV began with Hill Street Blues. And the theme song, It Isn't Even Fair, the word blues is in the damn title, was a surprising piece of work by Mike Post, who had scored the predictably exciting themes to detective shows like The Rockford Files and Magnum P.I. Hill Street Blues creator Stephen Bochco asked him to go the other way, to write something introspective. My golden age of TV themes almost ends here. But the golden age of television, with season-long story arcs, ensemble casts, brilliant writing, and deep characterization, started here. The next year, NBC added to its Thursday night lineup another classic show with an opening punctuated by hand-tinted images and old-style fonts, a pay-on to alcoholism. Well, maybe that's not fair. Although the story centered on a recovering alcoholic bar owner who has commitment issues, the theme song captured the sentimental notion that the world is a hard place and even home isn't home enough. The local bar, on the other hand. Making your way in the world today Takes everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go Where everybody knows your name Theme songs still exist in all guises, but Seinfeld and the Larry Sanders show proved you didn't need a traditional opening theme and montage. The Happy Endings theme lasted all of nine seconds and still accomplished what its longer predecessors had. But for at least one kid who sat and watched unknowable hours of television, churning with thoughts and emotions and fears and hope, that time was the right time to be listening and watching, to pick up those cues that wouldn't have been there had he been born ten years earlier or ten years later. A good theme song, after all, is gold. That's gold, Jerry! Gold!
Pretty Much, Episode 45, Theme for Today, written and read by Scott Clarkson, music by Garner Firebird. <laughs>